1: This is Hemant and
2: Jessica, and
1: you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support the show. Get your bonus episodes, get your ad free episodes, mm-hmm. all that good junk. Um, it's been a very long week for both of us, uh-huh. apparently. Um, but I was I'm debating which stories to start with today. OK. And there were like three stories revolving around the same thing. And I think what made me upset about all of them is is I saw a lot of people saying, wow, these are really wonderful stories. And I'm like, no, stop reading only the headlines and read like sentence two okay. of the article. So let me start with uh, that one here. All right. Uh, the first one comes from the Church of England, Okay. which obviously our favorite one. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> said they would finally bless same-sex marriages. Which sounds like a remarkably progressive thing to say in 2003. Um okay. It is not that year anymore.
2: Oh, you're doing the thing that they did the right thing but not fast enough for your taste? Is and, that what and we're And about I don't to get even into? think they
1: did the right thing. Here's what okay. they said. Um, this is a church that is famously... Uh, it's... Beliefs on this matter are not that far different from the Catholic Church, and okay. most people are familiar, at least. with Yeah, one with might Catholic say it beliefs. was
2: formed out of the Catholic Something Church like as that. a result of not being able to get a divorce. Some might say that. I Some wouldn't. might say that. Not so here is
1: what the Church of England said recently. They said uh, bishops in the Church of England okay. still cannot perform same-sex marriages in their institutions. Okay. They cannot.
2: Okay. We're wait, not wait.
1: saying they're okay.
2: So. A marriage being blessed by the church is different than being performed yeah. by the church. If or you and your same church, sex guess, partner
1: want to get married at church because you're both members, uh-huh. the church will be like, no, that doesn't happen here.
2: So, what is a blessing? So, entail? what is a blessing?
1: What a blessing is, is that basically the bishops can say, oh, you two, you new couple, your same sex couple, yeah, yeah, come yeah. over here. Hey, God, can you uh be nice to them? All right, bye. That's your blessing right there.
2: Just like, good luck, kids. Good
1: luck, kids. God says we'll we're you, allowed to wish you luck
2: now. <laughs> we'll give you no moral or physical support. But hey,
1: mm-hmm.
2: thoughts and prayers are sort of our whole I jam mean, here. That's
1: what they just said. We They said thoughts and prayers are legal now for same-sex couples. But by the way, that's only voluntary. If any bishops don't want to do that, they totally don't have to.
2: Wow, the bar started <laughs> like medium, and now it's like heading underground pretty right? quick. So this so is So wait, 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 Yeah. I want to... Okay, I, I want to apologize because <laughs> <laughs> what we started with was what was the headline?
1: Uh, the headline's basically the Church of England says it will now bless same sex couples. So, what
2: I thought that meant was they will perform same sex nope. marriages, but instead, what you're saying is they still won't perform them. Nope. But somebody from the church can acknowledge them. If they want to, and they super don't have to, if they want to. That is to. correct. Even, so really effectively, nothing changes. That is
1: correct. So even the religious leader of the church, Justin Welby, who's the Archbishop of Canterbury, said in a news conference, oh, by the way, I personally won't be blessing any gay couples. Cute
2: look. <laughs> oh, that's a cool, fun look from the church. Right. <laughs> so, Neat. Oh, says the guy in the dress. Like, yeah. come on, dude. (laughs) Just to to
1: give you some numbers, because I think this is what makes the entire thing even funnier to me. I mean, it's sad, but here's what made it funny. Uh, When you look at the Church of England's demographics, Mm. we learned this about five years ago, 2% of British people under the age of 24, 2% under 24 say they belong to the Church of England. Compared I ch- to 70% under the age of 24 who say, yeah, no religious affiliation at all.
2: Dang. I love this sort of evolution of the Church <laughs> of England as being like that and the queen. They're just like so symbolic. You kind of forget they're there and then you're like, oh, yeah, Church of England. Cool. I right. guess you guys... Still have a real lock on two percent of the English population. Nice yeah, work. Under
1: 24, like under the 24, future woof. is gone for you. They trust like George Santos more than they trust any of these bishops. That's a good they, joke, thank it? you. I, I work very hard on <laughs> it.
2: It's really timely,
1: um, but but. With all that in mind, the Church of England still runs like a quarter of state schools.
2: Really? And they get
1: like 26 seats in the House of Lords. Okay. So, I mean...
2: I guess I don't understand anything about Parliament.
1: (laughs) There has long been a move like they don't deserve this. I mean, they never deserve this, but they certainly don't deserve that much power uh, and authority now when all these people are running the hell away from organized religion altogether.
2: Do you have the statistics on... People no. of all ages who belong to the Church of England? Off the top
1: of my head, I don't. The, okay. the reason that made headlines five years ago is because it was such a striking thing for young people to be that non-religious. Sure. And of course, the Church of England, they're like, well, what's like the official uh, church? How popular is that? And it's like, nope, no one is paying any attention to them if you are young.
2: A church started by Henry VIII? didn't go great it's just (laughs) it's so shocking like his good work was twisted by the modern audience i think so while we are on that
1: subject i'm gonna jump to part two of three here because again same type of headline again uh this is from the associated press and this is uh from wednesday the pope says homosexuality is not a crime Got a lot of media attention yesterday. Not and here's, a crime. Here's the top, uh, the top paragraph here, the lead. Pope Francis criticized laws that criminalize homosexuality as unjust, saying God loves all his children just as they are, and called on Catholic bishops who support the laws to welcome LGBTQ people into the church. Being homosexual is not a crime, Francis said.
2: Hmm. Curious that this happened in the aftermath of the other Pope dying. <laughs> I have, there must be something they in that kind of thing. I feel that. like you just read to me a Supreme Court ruling, <laughs> but it's directly down from the Pope. You that said?
1: one is directly from the Pope during his, I guess, you know, weekly interview with the Associated Press. No, sure, it's, a, it's yeah. not something he says very often. And look, he's Right. Being homosexual is not a crime, and we should oppose laws mm-hmm. uh, that criminalize homosexuality and sodomy laws wherever they are. Right. Like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, but, and this is where it gets annoying. Okay. Like, we know what the Catholic Church teaches about homosexuality. Uh-huh. And here's the thing the Catholic Church has not changed any of its positions on anything.
2: Right. Um, so
1: remember, like yeah, ten I don't years think ago, the
2: Catholic Church has a lot of criminal say in things, <laughs> right? Like, I don't think is, people throw it up to the Pope of like, can we? Is this a felony or right. just
1: a misdemeanor? I mean, it's a symbolic statement he made. He doesn't yeah. have any power to stop it. Um, remember, ten years ago when. The Pope, the relatively new Pope at the time, was asked about a gay uh, priest mm-hmm. at the time, and he said famously, "Who am I to judge?" And everyone was like, "Wow, this new guy seems like a great ally." Advocate magazine, an Ugh. LGBTQ magazine, named him like their Person of the Year, sure, because um, they're like, "Wow, coming from the head of the Catholic Church, who am I to judge?" So and brave. Again, here, where he's like, "Homosexuality shouldn't be criminalized." Sounds like you know this. This guy's on our side. Just so everyone's clear, this is what the Catholic Church teaches about homosexuality. Homosexual acts Mm -hmm. doing anything. It is, quote, intrinsically immoral and contrary to the natural law. This is from the catechism. Mm -hmm. And homosexual tendencies, Tendencies. just being gay, Mm. the Catholic Church says is, quote, objectively disordered. That is objectively,
2: ca- yeah, objectively. disordered no not, wiggle room there, buds. Not
1: subjectively. No, no, no. This is a fact. So that's what the Catholic Church teaches. They mm-hmm. they asked the Pope, like, oh, so homosexuality should be decriminalized. Interesting. Are like, are you gonna change anything within the church? And then the Pope laughed at them and said, No, I'm making that well, up. But I mean, yeah, that's certainly like, what I got uh, from the article. But that's the thing. So does the Pope deserve praise for saying, like, you know, we we shouldn't like give gay people the death penalty for existing. Like, here, wow, here are some golf claps So for you. brave. You have done the bare minimum. Yeah. Very nice. And that's it. And it was what was frustrating is I've like a lot of the articles writing about this, they will reach out to LGBTQ organizations and mm. say, What do you think about what the Pope said? Isn't this neat? And some of them, I, I don't want to call them out because they're just trying to be nice. They're like, Look, we appreciate it. Now go even further. I'm like, Stop it. Don't say, Don't take this little nugget and treat it like he did anything to help your cause. Because again, this is not much. The best thing you could say about it is maybe he's like, priming the pump for future changes. Mm. And that starts by saying, of course it should be. Like, if people want to sure. be gay, like, the government shouldn't punish them, well, even they're just though kind of, they're going to be burning in you know, hell forever. You know, towing
2: that line forward, right? Like, Is it forward?
1: So that's my question. Like, okay. I think in their I,
2: opinion it is, don't you think? Maybe. No?
1: I Why not? It's a step forward. I mean, because the ch- I didn't even think about the Catholic Church saying, we should punish gay people under the law for what they did. Because mm-hmm. usually they're like, no, you're already going to suffer according to our beliefs if you get in a same sex marriage, if you act on it, if you consummate your marriage. Sure. There's already penalties under the Catholic Church. So I never had to think about what they thought about criminalization of it. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind that they support some countries where people can be criminalized. Uh-huh. And that's what the Pope was referring to. Like, yeah, I encourage yeah, that's a good bishops point. to stop that. And that's nice. But again, where do you think a lot of those criminalization laws, what do you think they're based off oh, of? They're based 100%. off of, like, well, we're a really religious nation, yeah. and all these people's religions say being gay is immoral, and I don't know, some religions said it's objectively disordered. Yeah. So I guess we're justified in saying we ought to punish you under the law. Mm-hmm. Um like, where do you think those laws are coming from? And so for the Pope to say, no, we're not changing anything about what we teach people. I just think all of you right. should stop punishing it. Well, I mean, we will keep doing we're it, but you, right. you should We're stop. not the
2: problem. You're the problem. Right. Um, I, and of course,
1: he didn't address trans people, non-binary oh god, people. Oh I mean, just that's gay.
2: not yeah. even in the zeitgeist for him. What do you think Henry VIII's best contribution to culture is?
1: Um, the musical based off of it. Okay, I'm I was gonna, assuming that's where we're going. It's a multiple with this. choice oh, okay.
2: question. Obviously, I was going to say the Church of England. <laughs> okay. Um, the musical Six. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah.
2: Or the song Henry VIII by Herman's Hermits.
1: Oh my god! Okay. I know that song. Yeah, you do? And it's horrible. It's Objectively horrible. horrible. It's adorable. No.
2: It's a it's Listen, un- a if you're listening un- to this, song.
1: go on YouTube. Go Google. I'm no, stop it. Stop it. Bad. I'm
2: Henry VIII. I am. Henry the eight, I am. I am. You, you sh- I got married people to the just the star- People just turned off this show and it's the people 12 have spoken, minutes in. And they love my singing voice, especially when I do fun bits about Herman's Hermits, which is a band that's definitely relevant still. That
1: song was like It came out in like the 60s Mm -hmm. and it just reminds you that no one knew shit about music in the 60s and anything passed for lyrics. So
2: you think that the musical six is a better better musical, a better musical piece of music than... The song Henry VIII by Herman Sermons? I
1: will go that far. Wow.
2: Why? Because I'm a rebel. Hey, let's start a poll in the Facebook group. (laughs) Which is the most important contribution by Henry VIII? I can add the show Tutors onto that.
1: Oh, see? There you go. I can't Uh, believe. This is a segment about the
2: Pope. Yeah. How did you? Okay. Oh, it's because I had been writing that little bit um, while you were. I've been doing little bits. Have you noticed? Been doing a lot more little bits on the show. That's my contribution.
1: Last weekend, I had my in-laws over, and we needed to make dinner in a crunch. Instead of ordering out, we did something even easier thanks to ButcherBox. We were able to grab just what we needed, and exactly how much we needed, from the freezer. After that, everything else was a breeze. You too can skip the grocery store knowing you have the food you trust and the food you chose in your freezer. I know that might sound strange coming from me since I'm vegetarian, but they have a high-quality veggie burger that I absolutely love. They have options for pescatarians, too. And if you eat everything, that's also okay. The food from ButcherBox is high-quality, grass-fed, and free-range. Have peace of mind knowing there are no antibiotics or added hormones. Sign up at butcherbox.com friendly and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com friendly and use code friendly to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. And it's very appreciated according to all the reviews. (laughs) Here's here's part three of three about the same thing, because they're all doing this this week. And this is the one uh, that I want to focus on because it, I think, made me madder than the rest of them. There's a pastor in Alpharetta, Georgia. His name is Andy Stanley, and he's the head pastor, whatever you want to call it, at North Point Community Church, which is a mega church. It's massive. He is well-known in evangelical circles. Mm-hmm. And there was a clip of him. Uh, I No context was provided on any of these clips. I will tell you about the context in a second. But it was like a two-minute clip from a sermon he gave mm-hmm. where he sounded like he was... Uh, Making, like, extending his arms to LGBTQ people in a way we you don't usually hear from okay. prominent evangelicals, c- conservative Christians in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw one tweet about it that said, what, they're mad at him mm. for doing this. And they said, what on earth? Let this be a lesson. Much evil can be done, dot, 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 under the banner of evangelism. Like, they're mad that this guy said these nice things about gay people. So I'm going to play you the clip that I heard. And again, we'll talk about it in a little bit. I just want you to keep in mind, this is a clip I saw circulating on Twitter for Mm -hmm. one place where a lot of different accounts were saying people who are uh, pro-LGBTQ rights are like, wow, I'm amazed that this guy is saying this. mm. You had a lot of conservative Christians that are like, oh, look at this, like, heretical preacher saying these awful kind things about gay people. Um, And I want to talk about it afterwards, but let me just play the short clip. Let me give you some context here. This is actually a sermon he gave at a thing called like, Drive, that's the name of their big conference every year, the mm-hmm. Drive conference. And it's something his church. 1 FM. Yeah. His <laughs> his church runs the conference, and the audience is basically other pastors, other ministers, other Christian leaders. Mm. So it's one leader speaking to other leaders about how to run their ministries. Cool. And what he was saying, here's the context that was left out of a lot of this stuff: mm-hmm. is that hey, we're all losing numbers. And people are running away from faith, and that's a problem, obviously, for Uh, what we do. And so the sermon he was giving was all about how can we... uh, Young people are not as religious as they used to be. What can we do to turn that around and that is one of the things he was bringing up with this segment. So, okay, I'll play the clip.
2: And this is, I'm sorry, the guy who's suggesting that we need more to to reach out or the guy yes. who's mad about it?
1: No, no, no. He's saying okay. we're losing numbers. We're losing numbers among young people. Everyone agrees on that. Yeah, that is documented. The board. What can we do to fix that? One of the things we ought to do is the way we treat gay people. And this is like number three of his many points. But here's oh, that okay. clip. Uh, right here
0: figure out how to get straight people as excited about serving and engaging as the gay men and women i know we would have a volunteer backlog
1: if straight people were as devoted in our church a lot of
0: volunteers (laughs) well i'm a gay person i'll just read it to you a gay person when i say gay men and women okay a gay person who still wants to attend church after the way the church has treated the gay community i'm telling you they have more faith than i do Wow. They have more faith than a lot of you. A gay person who knows, you know what? The, I might not be accepted here, but I'm gonna try it anyway. What? Have you ever done that as a straight person? Do you where do you go that you're not sure you're gonna be accepted? And you go over and over and over and over. Only your in-laws' house. That's the huh? only place you go where you know you're not completely accepted, but you go over Don't and over this. and over. And it's because you have to. Get your but other than the, the in-laws, what environment do you continue to step foot in, knowing at any moment you may feel ostracized? No place. I'm telling you, the gay men and women who grew up in church and the gay men and women who've come to faith in christ as adults who want to participate in our church oh my goodness i know first corinthians 6 and i know leviticus and i know romans 1 it's so interesting to talk about all that stuff but just oh my goodness a gay man or woman who wants to worship their heavenly father who did not answer the cry of their heart when they were 12 and 13 and 14 and 15, God said no, and they still love God. We have some things to learn from a group of men and women who love Jesus that much and who wanna worship with us. And I know the verses, I know the clobber passages, right? We gotta figure this out. And you know what? I think you are. He
1: said, I think you are ready to learn about this. Okay, so just to recap there.
2: Wow. Uh,
1: Wrong answer. Oh. So, what? what <laughs> this is where I'm going with this. Oh, so, Jesus. what is he saying? What's okay. he saying? He's saying, hey, straight people in the audience, because you know they're all straight. Uh-huh. At my church, if the straight people. One, it had the type of devotion and dedication that the gay people in my church do. We would have a volunteer backlog because the gay people at my church, like, give it their all. They love this place. They love our church. They are part of our church. And, like, straight people like us can learn a lot because those gay people have been ostracized by us, Mm -hmm. by Christian leaders, Mm -hmm. by churches. They've been rejected by mainstream Christianity for so long. And yet there are so many who are believers who come back. We should all learn from them about what devotion and dedication means. Okay. So that's what he said. That's with context that I didn't see everywhere, Mm -hmm. but that's where he was going with it. And that does sound like, I mean, you could see why people were heard that and they said, wow, I don't hear this from a lot of pastors That's pretty amazing. Why are you big mad? Why am I big mad? Because, um, let's see what he's talking about here. I want to know, like, how much does he actually back this up with his actions? Think about what he said. He wanted the crowd to, like, oh, by the way, I didn't say one thing, and you can't see this because this is a podcast. Behind him, in the video of this sermon, there is a screen that basically says, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, we need to acknowledge gay people. This is the part of the sermon he was doing. And he says, like, you need to accept them as who they are. Uh And he specifically said, do not call them, quote, straight people with a sin problem. No, if they say they are gay, you can't say, like, oh, we need to convert you or whatever. yeah. Yeah. No, they are gay people, you need to accept that. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, some of this stuff, but And he said that because it's not our role to decide someone's salvation. That's up to God. So we welcome everyone in our church. And that's what gave him, like, that's how I know this Are you mad
2: because he still probably believes that gay people don't deserve rights and are going to hell? All of that. Mm -hmm. So
1: look, uh, first of all, letting gay people into your church, that is not new. Mm -hmm. That's not particularly interesting. Even most conservative Southern Baptists, even Catholic churches... Even the Pope mm-hmm. says, if you are gay, you are absolutely welcome to be part of our church, to be a member, mm-hmm. whatever that means for them. Be a member of our church. You can definitely tithe in our <laughs> church. We will take your money. It's still good here. They all welcome them. Very few. Like, you have to be at a very fundamentalist Christian, like, super conservative church for them to say, oh, ew, no. Most of them don't do that. Most of them are like, oh, if you're you gay, sure? we don't mind. Yeah. and
0: okay. but But
1: they do say... Um, that if you are in a same sex relationship, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. If you get in a a same sex marriage, that's obviously a problem. If you have sex with someone of the same gender, you are committing like a horrible sin. All sins are the same. Some are more equal than others. That sort of rhetoric. Notice the language he uses, too. It's very wishy-washy, like, we welcome gays. Like, he doesn't say he's comfortable with it. He's not affirming it. He doesn't say there's. it's okay. He's, his basic mode is, everyone's a sinner. They're sinners, too. So why should we distinguish between the types of sins? We let gamblers in our... He didn't say this. I'm saying this. Mm-hmm. We let gamblers in our church. Why shouldn't we let gay people in? It's all good. So he didn't say anything special, but he definitely said it with nicer words. He also did not say this audience, his crowd of ministers, should support same-sex marriage or that his church is going to perform those weddings because they don't. He didn't say faith-based adoption agencies should start working with gay parents who would like to bring a child into their home. He didn't even say gay people in, like, legal marriages should be permitted to have sex or anything. Cause he finds all of that wrong. And like, it's the same rhetoric we've heard where they're all saying it's fine to be gay, but it is a horrible, horrible sin to ever act on it. He didn't say that. It was absolutely implicit in his words. So here's the thing. If you're gay and you're a member of his church, they'd love to have you. They'd love to take your time and money for sure. But the expectation, and he didn't say this, but it was implied. The expectation is that you will remain single and celibate forever. Unless you're doing it with a straight person or someone of the opposite sex, in which case, I mean, good luck to all of you. Um, like the only nice thing I could say about it is I appreciate that he didn't call gay people groomers. This
2: is this is a Christian conference, right? It's not a yes, Catholic correct. specific. It's thing?
1: evangelical non-denominational.
2: Okay. Does because I know that's a case in Catholicism, is you can be gay and, mm-hmm. and not act on it. Mm-hmm. Is that also the case? In that's even- the case
1: for most evangelicals. Certainly the mega churches we're all familiar with. Okay. That's pretty much their position down the line. If you go to different denominations, they will have different views on that. But the large evangelical Southern Baptist churches are very much a, we no longer care if you are gay, mm. Because maybe if you find Jesus, it'll stop. But we definitely don't want you to do anything about that.
2: Okay. Like, I don't maybe think,
1: we won't try to do conversion therapy.
2: I don't think anything you're saying is necessarily incorrect. It's obviously, like, the worst, the least generous reading you could have given to, of what he said. Uh-huh, just, uh-huh, But I, I would, like... I don't even like, think it was not generous. I think it was obviously ungenerous. <laughs> you said the hatred is implicit or whatever. That's- it
1: absolutely is. Yes, that is what I said.
2: And it's ungenerous. Mm-hmm. I would like to direct your attention more so to his, whether he meant it or not, obviously I can't know, the way he spoke about when's the last time you've gone to a place where you think you could feel rejected, and if you still go there... To me, this was a guy who has discovered a sense of empathy and can put himself in the shoes of a queer person who wants to go to church and wants to have this community, but knows that if people find out or, you know, if they live their authentic truth, they won't be accepted by these by this community. So the-
1: I would be okay with that if I thought that when those gay people were part of his church, that... Eventually, the longer they're in it, they really would be accepted for their authentic selves. And I just don't buy that.
2: I, well, I don't know how to argue with your hypothetical situation. Let me try to give just, you some
1: facts behind that. No,
2: thing. I understand. But I just want to make it clear that like what he was saying to these people, and the, I think we also need to keep the audience in mind. He's not like, I mean, of course he wasn't going to, like, let's be reasonable. He, of course, wasn't going to say those things. I think that he was testing the waters to be like, hey, gang, maybe, like, we need to stop fucking up this queer thing and get that, like, get back on board with the rest of the world. I think that, to me, these things that you read to me sound like very tiny, shitty, terrible baby steps that have to, unfortunately, have to be made. And are going at least in the right direction of humanizing gay people, whereas before they was were simply simply like sacks of sin to them. Like,
1: is that uh, what the Pope was doing?
2: No, but fuck the Pope. Like, like, how is that different? Well, because he, he because specifically before, with the who am I because to before judge the Pope comment. said that. Yeah. Before the Pope said, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't kill gay people." Mm-hmm. Obviously, that meant everybody thought that the, the Pope was like chill with pe-. like the fact that he needed to clarify that means it was assumed for a long time. And he's like, hey, gang, maybe we shouldn't kill gay people. Is that enough? No. Is it a step in the right direction? Because he could have gotten up onto his little balcony and been like, you know what? I had a dream last night and actually let's go hunt down gay people and burn them.
1: And we're demonetized.
2: Oh, stop demonetizing me, <laughs> Google or whatever. Okay. But do you know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah, I mean, it's done all done too little. It's all too little and it's all too late, but it's at least something in the right direction. Cause we've, if we've learned nothing in the last eight years, it's that progress is no longer a given. And so when I see little pieces of progress like this, I have to grab on with both hands because at least they're having the conversation about it. Even if they're still wrong and terrible and harming people, at least this guy is somebody in a leadership position talking to a bunch of other Christians saying, can you imagine what it's like for these gay people? Can you imagine what it's like to love Jesus the way you do, but not be accepted by his followers? Mm -hmm. Imagine it. And Lord, who knows if anybody's ever asked that much of anybody.
1: Here's where I think we're differing. If I thought he was kind of testing the waters by saying this for something else down the line, I maybe I give him a little more credit here. I have no reason to think that his call for basic empathy is anything uh, supporting gay people in any meaningful way. No, it's way. supporting their church. It's supporting their church. Here's something interesting. But it's There's-
2: humanizing gay people, and I think the result is the result. It's not an unjustifies the means thing, right. but like... I mean that's what I mean that happened a lot in gay culture when marketing found out that gay people have a ton of money and all of a sudden everything's fucking rainbow colored like little things work this eventually. is interesting
1: there's a website we've talked about Hopefully. this before church clarity that basically says we know a lot of churches hide their real beliefs about LGBTQ people and about <gasps> women who lead churches oh. and on those two specific issues We're not here to out anybody. We just want to be, we want clarity. Sure. So what they do is they say, like, does, you could submit this, uh, a church, does a church have anything on their website that says this is what we believe? The website says we're not here to say someone's right or wrong. We're just here to tell you, hey, church X. Here's what their website says about gay people, same sex marriage, things like that. Okay. You're not gonna find it on the homepage, but if you do a little digging, sure. um, Here's the link, here's what this church believes. Because what ends up happening um, is that a lot of, let's say, gay people think, wow, Andy Stanley's church, this is such a welcoming place for gay people, I'm Mm -hmm. gonna be a part of it. Mm -hmm. They're part of that church, they volunteer, they become friends with everyone there. It is now part of their social everything. Right. And then a couple years later, they're like, oh, my God, I met someone. I'm going to get married. And all of a sudden, they are told, oh, honey, you can't be a part of this church anymore. And they're like, but I thought you were welcoming and inclusive. You never told me that I couldn't marry someone I fall in love with. And the thing is, well, if your church had a policy on it, how come everyone didn't know about it? And it's because it's hidden. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Church Clarity said, Andy Stanley's church... This is what I found when I looked this week. They do not publicly state. It's not that they say it's bad or good. They say we don't have any policies about this issue, so it's unclear. Um, So they're hiding it from prospective members. But interestingly enough, if you're like... They're hiding
2: it or they just don't have one?
1: Oh, they all have one. So the question is, if you are a same-sex couple, can you be members of this church? If you're a gay person who is in a same-sex relationship, do you think you could work your way into being a pastor at that church? Is that an option? Because if the church
2: Whoa, said... Wait, that's two different things. Uh, fine, be, let's just go with
1: members. It. Okay. Can you be, like, a member in good standing mm-hmm. if you're in a same-sex marriage? And the thing is, these churches do have answers to that. Okay. But they don't make it obvious. And according to the, the website, they said there is no public policy on any of this. Like, you have to be, like, a level 8 operating thetan to learn the church's true feelings on this. But... They did say that in 2018, the church posted a form on its website for potential volunteers, and it required all volunteers to say they were not in a same-sex relationship. Oh, that's interesting. And then they took that form down, but before, mm. after the screenshots were already taken. And when was that? That was like 2018. It wasn't like forever ago. Okay, but, that's but it's still like
2: five years ago.
1: They haven't changed. So this thing, if your church is welcoming and you're fine with it... All you have to do is say, hey, even if you're in a same-sex relationship or you're in a same-sex marriage, you're part of our church. We want you to be it. Don't you think if he wanted to put, you know, money behind his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Money or uh, his put mouth his is? money where his mouth is. Then all they have to do is have a section on their site that says, hey, you want to know what we think about gay people? Because that's a thing everyone wants to know. Here's what we think. Mm. We think if you are gay, you are a part of us. You, w- if you're in a gay marriage, Come on in. We want you to be members of our church and like let God deal with the consequences later. (sighs) They don't do that on purpose because they know the answer is we don't want you here. Listen, if no, I'm wrong, someone from that no, church context. It feels me and tell really me.
2: conspiratorial that's, to it's, me. It's not because just, you're saying a lack of evidence, like, mean, like, uh, the absence of evidence is evidence of absence. No, no, no. And you know better than the that.
1: Church, the church clarity website is exactly there for that reason. No, I understand. But, but it saying, does not
2: say, so it doesn't say either way, except for that one form that's five years old now. And never, that got taken down. You're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. Wait, wait. wait I'm not done. Yeah, yeah. So they don't have a section aggra- aggra- addressing LGBTQ stuff, period. Correct. Right? Okay. Can I tell you the nonprofit I work for, mm-hmm. our address is not our website because sometimes people are idiots about running mm-hmm. shit. I think you are choosing... I don't know, man. This doesn't... Fe- this feels like a Fine. nothing burger. No conspiracy
1: then. Here's my position. If they... Okay. Do you think if they do have a position on this mm-hmm. and like it's not... A secret to anyone in leadership. Mm-hmm. It's not a secret to the people running the church. Okay. Like, they all know there is a position about gay marriage. Right. About same-sex members. If they have that position and it's nowhere listed, they don't want you to know, do but, you think there's something wrong with that?
2: But what I'm saying is... Or do you is- think it's
1: fair to just hide that At what point should they reveal that? Then
2: I guess that's the thing I'm confused about. If you're working for the
1: nonprofit, yeah, you should know the address. I get you may not want that public. That's different. But like this is a church position. No, no, they don't have the address. I want to know the church's (sighs) beliefs. They all have beliefs. No, I get uh, that. I just, I just know their position. They don't want you to know because they know that people will be like, oh, well, I don't want to join that church then, and they don't want to do that.
2: Okay. All right.
1: They're all very clear about abortion but they won't do it about gay people.
2: Okay. I don't want to... Honestly, this is not worth arguing about. I, I no, think you're I genuinely lo- <laughs> reading so deep into this. No, I'm
1: totally not. I, I would love spied. to hear... I've never once... I've never once heard of any of these churches not list a position on homosexuality, and the actual position is, we're cool with it. Never once have okay. I seen that. So, I don't...
2: Like, wh- I'm not... I can't argue with I'll this, Kevin. I'll you're- back
1: up then. Andy Stanley's speech sounds nice... I say if he actually wants credit for saying something empathetic, something kind, something useful that would actually change the culture or something, mm-hmm. or if he was trying to do that, I want evidence of it. His speech, I saw people giving him so much credit I for that speech, and he does not deserve speech. it. I think he deserves credit for that speech.
2: He absolutely deserves it. No, you're it, being haven't.
1: duped by a guy I speaking Christian. I am not being duped,
2: and don't imply <laughs> that, first of all. No, sir, truly, this, like, that's not nothing. I think you need to understand that in this space, I want to know how that's different from the Pope.
1: The Pope didn't do anything special.
2: I don't care. I'm not talking about the Pope. I don't care. It's the same thing. Just because they say nice words It is not the same thing. This is a man saying, hey, we need to reach out to the gay community. He didn't say, let's reach out to the gay community, full stop. And like, like, let's reach out to the gay community and bolster our numbers with more straight people because we're going to make them straight. No, he said, we need to look at these people as human beings and be empathetic toward them. If you found out Uh,
1: later on, we're going to play this back like a year from now. If, if we I'm find wrong, out that
2: I'm wrong.
1: No, that's fine. But like if they supported conversion therapy, if they oppose gay marriage, if they are against all that. Yeah,
2: show me the evidence of that. If you
1: see the evidence of that, then how do you you look at this speech right here? He's
2: a big fucking hypocrite, and I will treat him as such. However, unless somebody from his church steps forward and says, actually, that's not how it is. He's talking a big game, but when I came out to him, he kicked me out of the church. I will listen. I am not going to let somebody say something that is genuinely going to be meaningful, and I think positively and impactful on a lot of people, give it the least generous reading possible, and then get mad that they don't have a list for Hemant of the things he wants every to know church, about them.
1: Every church wants me to, as an atheist, to be a part of their church, and they go out of their way. They have secret services. They have special services for it. They have a whole section on their website. These are our, like, 72 beliefs. And this church and many others are like, oh, you want to know what we think about gay people? Do no. Do you ever think it's because no. they
2: actually are accepted of gay people but don't want straight people to go on? Like homophobic straight people To go on and be like "Ooh, it's a gay church
1: Sure I could see that happening I have not seen that But I that's, But I don't I think That's happening here. E- I have just as much evidence churches.
2: That that's the case Than whatever you're thinking Is happening I think you are But you've stretching. heard You've heard You've
1: heard plenty of stories I have too I'm From people who said I was part of churches Like those And it wasn't until I was knee-deep in the church culture, in it. My friends were all there. I, like, can't leave anymore because I would lose everything. And only then did they say, oh, you can't do this. I don't... I've heard that a lot. Okay, I
2: genuinely can't think of a story off the top of my head where that Uh happened. And I don't doubt that it did. I'm just saying that... that until I am given reason otherwise, I'm willing to take this person at his word. That ward. sounds like a
1: really good loophole, though, for a lot of these evangelical churches, then. That if we, if we don't say anything about it, and we just keep it on the DL... Yeah. Then we can get away with pretending to be an ally, but not really being an ally.
2: Okay. Wait. So I'm hearing, ooh, we're going to do a secret thing where we pretend to accept gay people. No, no, no. They um, do a secret
1: thing where they say... We're just not going to tell you what our beliefs are unless you're, like, a member in high standing, unless you've taken the okay, classes to a be a part of our church. Okay, if that happens a
2: lot, then... It absolutely happens. Okay. I just, I Mega truly, churches,
1: especially, where I they say if you want to be a member, you got to go through a, like, special class to become a member. They have those. That happens at a lot of mega churches, especially, and larger churches. And it's like, no, if you want to be a full-time member, obviously, you got to ad- adhere to our, like, faith statement. hmm Um, That faith statement might have it, but those are not, like, documents they put on their website, obviously. Okay. I guess I didn't know there was this much
2: paperwork when you joined a church. Oh, so much paperwork.
1: Okay. I'm going to jump to this story about Tony Dungy. Do you remember who that is?
2: Is he a football coach?
1: He is a football coach. For the Colts? He was a football coach for the Colts. They beat the Bears back in the day when the Bears had a team.
2: Yeah, I remember his son died by suicide that year, and everybody was real fucked up. A guy Mm. went to school in Indiana, if you don't know, and so big... I was in Indiana when the Colts played the Bears. Yeah, Um, which is why I remember his name, which is wild. Um, What's he up to? Something (laughs) good? She hopes. Well,
1: so uh, why do I
2: know the name of the 2007 Colts head coach?
1: It's the only piece of information anyone knows about Indiana. So he (laughs)
2: was. On,
1: like So now he's a football commentator uh, for NBC Sports. Okay. So he's there all the time when they have a playoff game and stuff. They're going to him. He's not great at it, but he's <laughs> there. He's a guy with the Super Bowl ring. That's why they invite him there. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things he posted on Twitter, apropos of nothing, okay. um, was he was responding to some... <sighs> the Daily Wire right-wing <laughs> website... Uh, Tucker Carlson's one, or is that Ben Shapiro's? I don't remember anymore. But they basically said a Minnesota House member, state legislator, advocated for a bill requiring menstrual products in boys' school bathrooms. Uh-huh. Um, and the Democratic uh, House member said something like, not all students who menstruate are female. And that was their case for saying, we need to pass a law to make sure this stuff is available in boys' bathrooms. Fine. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. The Daily Wire obviously was like, "How oh, can you believe this? These <laughs> people don't know anything." And then Tony Dungy rem- responds to that tweet, oh boy, saying, "Huh, that's nothing. Some school districts are putting litter boxes in the school bathrooms no, for the students who uh, identify as
2: cats. They very, have very
1: important to address every student's needs."
2: They have one joke. <laughs> Conservatives have one joke, and it's, I identify as a a tech helicopter.
1: But it's not even that they have one joke about the I identify as stuff. It's that this particular uh, lie, um, it's not just an identity joke. There is a thing in right-wing circles where they genuinely believe that, like, some schools, in order to respond to kids who are supposedly furries— have litter boxes for the kids who act like cats.
2: And the guy and who made that none of that is true. Yeah, the guy who made that up said I made that up, right?
1: I that I may think be the was, case. It might
2: have even been Tucker Carlson. And I think
1: NBC News actually investigated what like where this came from or something. And uh-huh. they actually did find they found that there was like one school that did have a litter box in the classroom, but it was because it like cat- of school shootings and litter kitty litter was a way to like Stop the blood mm, flow, or something no. like something horrible like that. But that's it, it's it has nothing to do with furries, none of that is true. So, Tony Dungy wasn't just being an uh, idiot when he was responding to that, he was perpetuating a right wing lie that has no basis in anything. Here's the thing like, listen, idiots say idiotic things all mm-hmm. the time. Then, Tony Dungy this week publicly uh responded, I- issued an apology. I think NBC News, like, you need to. Fix this. So he tweeted this. This past week, I posted a tweet that I subsequently deleted. Mm. I issued an apology, but not everyone saw it. So I am reposting my apology here. As a Christian, Mm. I want to be a force for love to everyone. A force for healing and reconciliation, not for animosity. Um, And here's what he said in his apology. I saw a tweet yesterday, and I responded to it in the wrong way. As a Christian, I should speak in love and in ways that are caring and helpful. I failed to do that, and I'm deeply sorry. The thing that bugs me about that is he is, as he always does, he is hiding behind his faith. Of course. Instead of, he, notice, he didn't even say anywhere in there, here's what I said, here's why I got it wrong, here's like what I believe these news sources and they lied to me. None of that. Of course, he's not going to say that. But he's like, you guys, I'm a Christian. Don't be mad at me. Uh Uh-huh. That's the thing that, oh, it's not, like, if anyone else did that and didn't have the shield of faith to cover up their lie, and their harmful lie at that, Mm. like, could he get away with this if he wasn't, like, just a Christian? If Tony Romo, another commentator, Mm -hmm. said something equally idiotic. I mean, granted, he's good at what he does, but, like, would he get
2: away with it? I don't know. Are you going through something that... Because in the last, like, four weeks, you've brought a lot of these kinds of stories that are, like this guy did something publicly Christian and everyone's chill with it. Aren't you mad? You've yes. brought a lot of those and you never upset. used to. Whereas I <laughs> message you saying, Hey, did you hear a youth pastor was caught in like a child human trafficking ring? And yes. you're like, Oh, that happens all the time.
1: <laughs> it really Can you does. maybe
2: help me understand why this I is your pet peeve right because now? Because I
1: think when we see that like pastor caught in a trafficking ring, uh-huh. it's like, I mean, first of all, yes, those happen every day. Yeah. And Unless the pastor has some notoriety, it's like, I know, we know, that stuff happens Sucks all the to time. Suck. So, pointing out, hey, idiot, uh, at, at OnlySky, we call him a galato post, like, get a load of this asshole, sort of thing. Where That's it's like, funny. Galato post, yeah, it's just...
2: It, did you make that? No, up? I oh. did
1: not. But it's like, it's very low-hanging fruit to say, idiot did something idiotic. This feels so much lower-hanging to uh, me. Well in this case he's a with
2: football coach she's
1: a football coach and this is on NBC news and he still has his job and he's hiding behind his faith to do it that strikes me as something people are not bringing up as much mm. the thing with the pastor we just talked about same deal that guy is running one of the biggest mega churches in the country so for people to praise him for something i find problematic i think that's worth bringing up idiot doing some crime mm-hmm. i think pretty much even believers are going to agree yeah that okay. guy's bad but that's a bad egg we yeah. can discuss that uh was it the like bad apple or the orchard is huh. screwed. But anyway.
2: It's interesting I mean you pull the stories and I trust you implicitly. Yeah. It's just I've noticed more of this lately, and we didn't used to do this a lot. And I'm uh Maybe I'm it's just curious what your, uh, what
1: makes me mad. It
2: truly it honestly I bet you could acting like acting
1: badly might be a story if it's anything new. Uh huh. Them doing something. I mean, if the church defended that
2: pastor, mm-hmm. then we'll
1: talk about it. Gotcha. But even most of these pastors, the church is like, well, that's horrible. Yeah. And they're gone now. Yeah. And it's like, well, all right. I okay. mean, I wish you had caught this first somehow if that was possible. Let's, this is a story uh? you brought up. So I want to talk yes. about this. Uh, there was a horrific uh, murder. In Utah, that happened Mm -hmm. recently. The basic story is a guy named uh, Michael Haight. I I think so. H-A-I-G-H-T. I think it's Haight. But at the beginning of the month, uh, no one had seen this guy's wife or their five children. Mm -hmm. And they did a wellness check, welfare check, at their home and they found, like, all the bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was the m- woman's mother as well yeah. was part of that. Yeah,
2: it was a family and, annihilation. And
1: Michael, the father, was apparently the guy who did it. Yeah. And also... So after he killed everyone else, he killed himself. Horrible story. Mm. And it, it was
2: four kids, five kids? Five kids five from kids, ages
1: four to 17. The
2: mother, the grandmother, and himself.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. It, besides the fact that this is a tight-knit community yeah. in southern Utah, so people knew yeah. the family. Um. Besides the fact that this is a story about domestic abuse mm-hmm. as much as anything else, one fact that emerged after a little bit uh, of investigation. Mm -hmm. One is that they were all active and devout members of the Mormon church. Mm -hmm. That doesn't have anything to do with the story per se, except that everyone knew this family as a nice religious family. Mm -hmm. They were known for that. Um, And I believe if I have this right, Oh, this is the details I was looking for. They were married for 19 years Mm -hmm. on December 21st. The wife had filed for divorce And her mother was staying with the family to help the wife and their children Mm -hmm. deal with that transition. Mm -hmm. Um, And apparently, according to the wife's sister, the husband had removed all the guns from their home in the days leading up to the murders. So I guess now they have no uh, protection, no self-defense in any way either, which emerged later on. Um, But the reason we wanted to talk about this is not, just to rehash the true crime story mm-hmm. right there, it's that when a local newspaper, The Spectator, published an obituary
2: mm-hmm.
1: about the family, uh, do you want to talk about what they said there?
2: Uh, I don't have the quotes in front of here. my face, but essentially this obituary failed to mention anything about the way his life ended. It was all like a loving, devoted... You know, faithful family man who loved to spend it genuinely pretended that he didn't murder seven people. This
1: is a line from the obituary Michael made it a point to spend quality time with each and every one of his children. Michael enjoyed making memories with the family. That's the one that Mm. kills me. Yeah. No pun
2: intended. Uh huh. I, and now, like, even bringing it up, I don't even know if it's a religious thing, so it might not even be appropriate for this, but. Just I just think it's wild when these kinds of things happen and white people are horribly violent and everybody was like, shh, 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 we won't talk about that. We want to talk about Brock Turner's great grades. We want right. to do that. Like, pe- and I
1: mean, I don't think it's insignificant to mention why there's I it, it's, it's not an onion headline. But this is a meme that seems to come up mm. uh, whenever this sort of thing happens where they're like when a black person is yeah. murdered, you see like the worst. Pictures yeah. of them. Any
2: mugshot they might have. Any mugshot have. they might have
1: had. But when a white guy like this kills his entire family, you see, like, the family on a jet ski. Truly, That's the every picture. picture
2: I've seen is them, like, being happy and cute yeah. together. They're like it's ugh. The
1: same obituary noted the births of each of the children, but not the deaths. Uh, Each of these children were truly a cherished miracle to the parents. Until Uh,
2: they uh, weren't?
1: They said he had recently sold his insurance business to allow more flexibility to spend time with his family.
2: Like... Who the fuck wrote this? this and they had and to have written
1: it after because this wasn't a notable, like no. famous guy. Afterward, they yeah. had to write the obituary after yeah. all this happened. They knew all this happened and wrote that. Who
2: wrote it? Do, do we you... don't
1: know who wrote it? Okay. It was just published was a in a local newspaper with no byline. Oh,
2: um, interesting. And the newspaper
1: later took it down Good. after people were like, what "The hell are you doing?"
2: But what was interesting also
1: on the uh, newspaper's website before they took down the article, Mm. there was a comment section, which seems really bad for obituaries. Oh, boy.
2: Oh, boy.
1: In the comment section, you saw things. This is a self-identified family member, Mm. uh, extended family member. Michael was funny. I don't think I'll ever forget the time we visited this place and that. And Michael decided to be like the wife in the cutouts. (laughs) Uh I'm grateful for his example of Christ-like love and service. No one mentioned uh, what happened.
2: That's just insane. Like, it's so creepy. So back to Tony
1: Dungy. Oh, yeah. It's the religion being used as like the cover for something really disturbing that should be criticized. Mm. That is where I was going with that. Mm. And by the way, someone else brought this up, too. Um 2 years ago apparently allegedly okay. he told his 14 uh, his 14 year old daughter at the time told the police her father was going to kill her she said this apparently What and the police did nothing
2: Yeah you don't say And how many
1: of them were Mormons how many of them were taught this is not allegations. This is just putting it out there. How many of them were taught the witness of women is not as powerful as the witness of men mm-hmm. um knowing what we know now how come and obviously a bigger question of if those allegations existed, why didn't anybody follow up with it? Why mm-hmm. didn't they take away this guy's guns? Things like that?
2: I mean it's we just uh, got the news today about that lynching that happened in in Memphis, mm. and the five police officers were were fired and and as and, we take uh, this,
1: I think the video is coming out tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. And the reason they arrested those officers right away is,
2: is must, basically,
1: it must be bad. It
2: must be bad. And also, all five of the officers were black, mm-hmm. which I just find to be interesting yeah i don't know how that
1: plays in but like i'm, I'm curious I, I noticed that and i'm like like this is the first yeah.
2: time we've ever been like yeah we found out what happened these people were sh- were canned immediately we'll show you the video <laughs> usually it's like what please no we didn't do anything. anything in y- big subtext please don't riot oh my god please mm-hmm. i mean it's just everything's miserable isn't uh, it
1: Sure. That's a good segue Thank into the next you. little bit. Off you go. <laughs> um, this was a video I saw last week because I hate myself. And I was watching some of the Reawaken America tour. This is the MAGA tour. And it happened to do a stop at uh, Greg Locke's Circus Tent Church in Tennessee. We
2: we're going to talk about his sweaty angel wings.
1: Oh, Did you see that? Issue. So here's the thing about it's Greg Locke. Because so I don't know if that's new or not. Greg Locke, just uh, when he... Uh, performs his hate sermons, he sweats a lot, mm-hmm. and if you're wearing a certain type of suit, the sweat leaks through. So I have seen so many images, screenshots mm-hmm. uh, of the sweat going through. And sometimes you're right. The picture you uh, that was on the <laughs> Facebook group for our podcast uh, showed him having like angel wings in back, and it was amusing, so, but so gross. During this reawaken America tour, uh-huh. do you remember Saturday Night Live's Jim Brewer?
2: I sure do remember Jim Brewer, my friend. I saw his special many times. And do we like it?
1: I well, never did. I never I'm watched his special. I'm sure
2: I liked it when I was 12, because we probably <laughs> had the same sense of humor then. This
1: is the guy who famously, on the show anyway, uh, performed as Goat Boy... Uh, Joe Pesci Not at times, like his whole thing is, I can make funny noises uh-huh. and funny faces mm-hmm. at a time when that was the thing that made yeah he uh, was very SNL people laugh. very
2: jocular. He was very like white dude bro yeah. kind of. So he's that now, was like the bad boys of SNL phase. You remember yeah. that? And it was just like Adam Sandler in a flannel. I think
1: this is right after Sandler, but. Uh, this guy is now one of the right-wing kooks, him and like Rob Schneider and Victoria Jackson and people like that. Uh, they're yeah. just all, whatever I you think mega Rob people Schneider are, went off the they're rails. all mega people. But he, Jim Brewer, uh. is performing at Greg Locke's Circus Tent Church for the Reawaken America Tour. Uh-huh. And in one of those uh, shows, in in this particular show... I'm going to play you a short clip from it. Oh, boy. Is he going to do
2: the goat boy boy thing? No,
1: here's the thing you need to know, because you can't see this if you're listening. He makes a lot of funny faces that are just like jaw dropped, like, oh, don't call me stupid. That's the face he makes a lot. And he's basically saying to the audience in Greg Locke's church, like... Basically, have you ever dealt with family members who are like, you should get vaccinated? Ha, ha, ha. That's the gist of this.
2: I mean, that's a pretty good joke. And
1: then, so here's what this sounds like in real life.
0: I still have my in-laws. My in-laws are like, we got to get our flu shot, then a booster. go one. another booster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, people are starting to die. where'd you hear that? What are you, one of those conspiracy theorists?
2: <laughs> Has he said a joke yet? No. Okay. What are you, a cult Oh wait.
0: member? <laughs> Extremist, one of them. <laughs> Here in the NFL.
1: He just drops on the stage.
2: Because that guy almost died? Yep. Well, that's funny, I guess. Yay! That guy almost died. Let's all cheer for it.
1: This cheering goes on for a while. Now he gets up off stage, gets back up on his
0: feet. Uh-huh. It takes
2: him longer than it used to when he was 25.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: This is the funniest thing they've ever seen.
0: Crazy conspiracy theorist!
1: God. Okay. So that's... That's your segment from his new stand-up special for the Reawaken America Tour. He made fun of Damar Hamlin for dropping on the ground because the new right-wing conspiracy theory is that he almost died because he got vaccinated, Uh and that's their whole thing now. And so he just did a basic segment of a stand-up set that made fun of family members who want you to get vaccinated Mm -hmm. and get your flu shots and don't believe that there was anything weird happening. Yeah.
2: I uh, with uh, Hamlin. I don't uh, I don't see any problem with what he had to say. <laughs> Definitely nobody has ever died or passed out or had a heart attack before the year of our Lord 2020. That is correct. And also, obviously, if you got the vaccine you're in danger, but if you got COVID, mm. no long-term symptoms. For sure, um, for sure.
1: Just so weird, the depths to which this guy has fallen. Hey, I have a question.
2: How come the new thing lately is the faking seizures after you get your vaccine?
1: Uh, he, that's the same sort of thing. I don't. It's but like, new, why is it
2: popular now?
1: Because they're just looking for any reason to discredit vaccines. Why didn't they vaccines. do it in
2: 2021 when everybody was actually getting the vaccine? They
1: go in cycles. At that point, it's you don't really need it. Uh, it's fine. Like the
2: microchip,
1: vac- it has babies 5G. inside. Yeah. Now they've moved on to, uh, if you get it, you uh suddenly dying, I think is the phrase. Mm. This person suddenly died at a young age. Oh, why did that happen? It's because this. And then they just lie about it. It's their thing. Okay, <laughs> different story altogether. Okay. Uh, last week was the, quote-unquote, like, March for Life rallies across various places. Ooh, and in Georgia... That did
2: not make an impact, eh? Uh-huh. Didn't make it they to my were, desk. They
1: were like, what do we do now that Roe has been overturned? And the answer is, let's keep hurting women. Um, the <laughs> guy, There's a Georgia director for what's called the National Federation of Republican Assemblies. His name is Nathaniel Darnell. And basically he gave a speech at the Georgia March for Life rally somewhere. And one of the things he said in his speech, um, I'm going to quote this directly. Uh, Lord, may you please confront those legislators who might seek to be an obstacle to these efforts to pass anti-abortion laws. He said, we thank you for how you have relieved us from one legislator, a speaker who made himself an obstacle. And we pray that, Father... You would help other legislators to serve you in fear and to take warning. Let me translate that in for you. In fear? Uh-huh. Did
2: somebody die?
1: Somebody did die. Really? Here's what happened. Last year, the Speaker of the Georgia State House, mm-hmm. a Republican named David Ralston, who is as Republican as you would ever guess like he's uh-huh. anti abortion, he's anti everything uh, this guy died last November at the age of 68. Um, It was expected. He was sick. People knew that. And then he's like, I'm going to step down as speaker because my health needs to take priority. Uh A few months later, I think he did die. Oh, no. Um, So that happened. That happened in November. This is a guy who recently backed a state law that banned abortion upon detection of a fetal heartbeat before women even know they're pregnant. He was. And so, like, this is a guy who was anti-abortion. And they're thanking
2: God for his death. So
1: let me explain that to you. Before Roe v. Wade was overturned, Uh the same guy, the the Speaker of the House in Georgia, said, I think it's probably a bad idea to try to pass abortion restrictions in Georgia, like heartbeat bills, Mm -hmm. because Roe v. Wade is still in effect. So if we pass it, it's totally going to get overturned Uh, by courts because they'll say, well, you can't do that here. After Roe was overturned, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass whatever you want. That guy... He, by Nathaniel Darnell, was called an obstacle to what we are trying to achieve because he thought, oh, you know, the law is probably <laughs> going to stop us from doing what we want to do. And so uh, Darnell celebrated his death.
2: These sound like reasonable and compassionate totally and lovely people he that I would love to spend time with. He made himself
1: an obstacle. Maybe. And God, we just want you to, like, keep doing that Thank to you people. for
2: killing the people who are, are mm-hmm. in our path from killing...
1: And then by the way, in a Facebook comment, someone's like, I I appreciate that you said this. I can't believe people are saying you are celebrating his death. And he writes back, thank you. You said it right. We don't wish harm on people merely who disagree with us, Mm. but a person who repeatedly makes himself an obstacle, obstacle to following God's moral law and thus saving human lives is standing in defiance of God and should either repent or else expect that God will providentially bring judgment on him.
2: Holy shit.
1: Man, I'm double you, you down. Can, you can say anything you want as long as you do it in the name of Jesus.
2: That is an intense thing to say yeah. about somebody who ostensibly agreed with you. I know.
1: I know. That's the like, thing. Truly, this isn't a Democrat. I kind of expect it if of course. they're talking about Democrats. Is
2: this what's going to happen? Like, are they going to, is like the infighting or like the internal fissures going to become so fine that like nobody can agree, like the internal debate. That's how
1: Republican primaries work now.
2: Yeah, I guess you're right. Oh,
1: man. Oh, okay, yeah. here's a little bit of happy news. This is exciting from Americans United for Separation and Church, uh, Americans United for Separation of Church and State this week. In Missouri, 13 clergy members, acting, serving clergy members, filed a lawsuit against the state saying that Missouri law imposes one religious interpretation of abortion upon everybody in their anti-abortion laws saying by doing that you are violating our rights in the constitution because our religious beliefs say abortion is either permissible or required in some (gasps) situations.
2: Required. Yeah, so I'd like to hear saying, that.
1: Like it's one thing to say, you know, we have a, because we have seen similar lawsuits in other states where people say like I was I'm Jewish. Yeah. And my religion says abortion is not a violation of our religious beliefs. Right. In fact, we are obligated to go through with it in certain scenarios, and we'll see how those lawsuits pan out. But this one specifically said the trigger law that was passed in Missouri that said if Roe is overturned, then we can institute like an abortion restriction on pretty much anything, Uh anyone – And by the way, if uh, anyone performs an abortion, like a doctor, that's 5 to 15 years behind bars. Mm. They're saying we're going after that law specifically, not just because it violates our religious beliefs, but because when they passed this bill, they made it very clear they uh, they were advocating for one religious interpretation. And they have the receipts here. Yeah, for tell example, me about that. during the debate about the bill, lawmakers said things like to me, God doesn't give us a choice in this area, so we got to pass the abortion restriction. Another person being from the biblical side of it, Uh-oh. I've always believed that life does occur at the point of conception. Someone else, life begins at conception. Psalms 119 mm. says, someone else, as a Catholic, I do believe life begins at conception. So again, and they, we have video of them saying all this stuff. Love it. So the point is, what this lawsuit says, the true purpose and effect of these laws, yeah. the, the anti-abortion laws, was to enshrine certain religious beliefs in law legislators spoke repeatedly of their intent to protect, quote, innocent life, could point as justification for the law only to biased investigations by the Sanctity of Life Committee, and they ignored the testimony of clergy who warned that targeting providers to limit abortion access impermissibly imposed one religious view on everybody else. So, wow, big deal. Um, one lawmaker I've seen has pushed back against the lawsuit, saying there's nothing religious about a law that literally includes the line, Almighty God is the author of life. Um... He
2: said I don't think I- he actually said that. Haven't <laughs>
1: that's that line is in the bill, and the no, lawmaker I <laughs> said, "I don't think that's a religious belief."
2: No, 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 no. How could it be?
1: <laughs> I think people need to understand what the separation of church and state is. And- Most people don't. Well, Americans United for Separation of Church and State says this guy doesn't know what he's talking about.
2: Wow! So dang. Man. And this is Missouri. This
1: is Missouri. Ooh, I mean, they're it's one of a- our
2: neighborinas. We've had we have a lot of billboards on our borders to invite <laughs> them in for a good ol' bobo. Like we said,
1: Florida and Kentucky have seen similar lawsuits mm-hmm. where Jewish clergy members you say this violates our religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that go anywhere yet. This is interesting just because the Missouri lawmakers are saying, look, we have the receipts. Yeah. We know what they said when they passed it. They have made it clear they are pushing one religious interpretation, Mm -hmm. a conservative Christian, a Catholic, whatever you want to call it, one. um, And that violates our religious views. So you should say it's illegal because it is uh, violating church-state separation in that regard. Cool.
2: Yeah. So we'll see. What's the process for that? The Um, the process
1: is we all sit in the fetal position for about... Uh, three more years until they...
2: Cool. I've been here for five already. (laughs) Getting quite comfortable. One last story.
1: It's a very short one. Uh, There was... Someone sent me a video recently and it was... Here's what I saw when I saw the video. It's some... Young woman speaking to a girl's basketball team. The basketball team is all sitting on the floor, high school students, sitting on the floor of the gym, mm-hmm. and some girl is basically preaching to them. And she is telling them to accept Jesus. She is telling them to remain celibate until marriage. Sure. She is telling them there's no such thing as a gay preacher. What's the age? Uh, high school is the students, uh-huh. and this girl looks like she's in high school, maybe a little older. Uh, she says there's no such thing as a gay preacher. Oh, that's not true. That's she says people becoming gay is a result of them getting, quote, touched on. Also not true.
2: Touched on? Uh-huh.
1: She said being gay is like murdering people because it's sins. Mm-hmm. And then she said Jeffrey Dahmer was pretty cool since he discovered God in prison. Um, mm, yeah.
2: Could you read me that exact quote? Nope. Okay.
1: But here's the thing. So Trimulistic like, integrity and its fine. <laughs> <laughs> I you know why I can't quote it to you because if you listen to what this person says, not a single thing coming out of her mouth is a is a clear sentence. Oh, it's just there's word vomit. 97 likes in the middle of every sentence, and I can't. I'm and I'm not knocking that. I don't care. I'm saying it was very hard to transcribe anything she says. <laughs> um, but I was like, who is this person yeah. saying this? And what we know is she goes by the name. W O A H Whoa, Vicky, and on Whoa, Facebook Mickey. she describes herself as Atlanta's new age trap queen. And then I look, I went down the rabbit hole. Listen, that was I. This was stupid of me. I went down the rabbit hole. Here's what I learned: You have
2: children you need to be raising. Uh, no,
1: not when I, not when I'm going down the Whoa Vicky rabbit hole. I found out that she is a, I think, early twenties white girl who pretends to be black. To the point where she uses oh, the boy. N-word nope. repeatedly. No,
2: thank you. Uh,
1: she says she can get away with it because her boyfriend is black. Oop, uh, not or also true. at least has said that. Also not true. And that's kind of her whole spiel. And she also has like a trillion followers on TikTok, and she's way more popular than both of us.
2: So yeah, that's this sort of too bad. So the question is, who invited? Is that the secret to her success? Should we start seeing the n word more?
1: Uh listen. If you want to work for <laughs> Daily Wire, <laughs>
2: truly, yeah, there's money there to be sure. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> you want to be Steven Crowder and get fifty million dollar uh, contract for do lawsuits? I though and, it
2: sounds pretty man, good, right at this moment, right?
1: And so here's the thing. I'm like, who invited this woman uh-huh. to speak to these kids? And did the school do it? And based on people I've talked to. The school had no idea I was this was happening. Say, the way
2: you described it sounded—it sounded informal. It didn't sound like a like.
1: Yeah, it was pretty informal. Okay, and it turns out the person who took responsibility for bringing her there was another person about that same age named uh, Francis, who is basically a digital creator oh, online. Like God, that's her Facebook isn't. Uh, thing. And then it says she's a character coach for the team. I have no idea what her affiliation with Jones, the team? with Jonesboro High School is in Georgia. But she Are has some adults? connection. Uh, legally speaking, stu- yes. Okay,
2: so they're not high school students. Nope.
1: But I think she has some connection to the basketball team. And she's like, you know what these girls need? They need my TikTok hero friend, a social influencer, oh to come and speak to them. And, like, the vibe from everyone on the team is, like, we have no idea who you are, but apparently you're very famous on TikTok, so okay, talk to us for a bit. And then during the Q&A, they're like, okay, you're Christian. Um, So, like, what do you think about gay people? And then she goes off on gay people. Mm. And this is what... I love
2: them. I think they deserve all the rights of anybody else. There's no reason to treat them differently because <laughs> of who a- they are and how they love and how they identify
1: Yeah, she gave the Andy Stanley speech. Now, uh, Christopher <laughs> Line with the Freedom from Religion Foundation basically just sent a letter to the school saying, like, go investigate this tell us that it's never going to happen again and that you're not going to allow outside adults uh-huh. to preach hate and bigotry to students during school-sponsored activities. Uh-huh. And like, if you had nothing to do with it,
2: then figure out what the hell happened then here. Then you need to hire a couple more security guards, my <laughs> dude.
1: I'm just thinking like, if this was... I'm sure I they mean, had
2: ring lights with them you couldn't have missed. Forget the
1: controversy behind this person because right. I don't think anyone in this crowd knew who this person was. But imagine if they invited a Muslim or an atheist or a Satanist and you got this on video, someone preached Reaching to a random high school basketball team. Truly. Like, you can't imagine it. It would never happen. No, you
2: can't. However, I would like to propose that you bring me in under a similar guise never for your for team. Anything. I think I have a lot to offer these people.
0: I um, like my side. I team.
2: have skills like speaking loud mm-hmm. and swearing sometimes, mm-hmm. Um, I disagree with you and it makes mm-hmm. people pretty mad at me. So They'll does everyone like that.
1: on the team. It's all
2: good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, gang. You all know that, like, when Hemet and I disagree, we're not like.
1: Jessica's ma- abusing me.
2: Ma- you guys. Truly, somebody accused me of abusing <laughs> Hemet And I was like,
1: shit. Like, this my, the funniest thing about that is that I'm like, this is how everyone in my life talks to me. And then I realized after I said that, oh, that probably sounds bad too. I think I invite. <laughs> I like it when people I like and know of make fun of me, do. and I don't discourage it because it makes me laugh. Yeah, and so everyone around me who knows me well, just constantly says, "Mean, nice." With, yeah. a, with a kind heart Yeah, says mean things to me and they know I can I laugh it off because I know you're not taking it yeah. serious I've
2: not had it for a but people decade who, but
1: people who don't know me or right. don't know the people I am mm. talking like that I'm not inviting strangers to do this oh
2: yeah by the I'm way you if can't anyone not to us you guys this, can't talk to us this way I do understand we can only talk to each other <laughs> this way the right. only person who can beat up Hemant is me his that is right. big sister big sister
1: yeah. uh, sure. little sister whatever you want
2: twin sister who didn't get as much attention?
1: Sure. <laughs> where do we Where do we find? Well, are we you? done? We're done. Oh,
2: okay. Um, you can always find me on Twitter. As long as I guess Twitter is sort of.
0: Oh, it's I guess there. who
2: knows. Um, I'm at Jess Bloomke on Twitter. Uh, you can always find us on our Facebook group, Friendly Atheist Podcast. Just search for us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can always leave us a review. In fact, here's one. That I have just now. I wasn't oh no. vamping or anything. Oh no! Um, this is from Hal Peters. Look forward to this every week. This podcast is always a great listen. I love the conversational style of the hosts, and they keep us up to date with the latest, mostly depressing news. <laughs> Somebody else listen, said, "Listen, if there More was good, songs. if there was
1: good news, I would share that with you, everyone."
2: Oh, I got Oh, they must have just updated this because this is a new one. My problem lies solely with Jessica. She comes <laughs> off very loud, obnoxious, and aggressive for literally no reason. This is not how I like to be woken up on my morning commute. Good, Good God. Man. Don't wake up to Sir. us. Sure. We are a 5
1: p.m. podcast. Sir,
2: you need to have at least two whiskeys before you part, engage <laughs> in this nonsense. This I is wouldn't li- a Imagine-
1: podcast you listen to on hour three of your road trip.
2: Absolutely. My poor husband has to wake up to me every day. <laughs> and like, I don't want to put anybody else through that. Wow. It really made me laugh. Anyway, I haven't worked. Uh, right
1: we're at uh, patreon.com <laughs> slash friendly atheist podcast. very
2: aggressive, but I think I have reason. That's the other thing. He says for literally no reason. I think I generally justify my anger, unless it's at you, which is just coming from somewhere deep in my heart. Um, Do you want to hear what we're going to talk about in the bonus episode?
1: You got two, you can tease them with two items. Two? Two.
2: I'm going to read them all. The movie Resurrection, the show Paul T. Goldman, Ethiopian food, chicken shears, chicken, nope, kitchen shears, shit. Um, My niece playing in the snow, the play Spring Awakening, and Eurovision.
1: Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll see you in the bonus episode. Bye. Bye.